The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they make you smile. And for goodness sake, it's nice to smile every once in a while, isn't it? The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, much sooner than you think, and we will in this show be talking about that. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we're more like the hearers or the people that go in on Sunday mornings and go, this is nice for church, what's for lunch? Uh, Instead, we should be doers pursuing and seeking and desiring to spend time with the Lord on a regular basis. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? You have to ask our good friend Don. So far, we've paid the bill. That, that's probably the big reason. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, going through the process, understanding that your walk, your connection to the Lord is not just at fellowship gatherings, but it's on an everyday basis. God didn't create you simply to go to church. He created you to fellowship with him for all eternity. You can receive that invitation. Some people say, you can't say the word accept, Dave. You can accept that invitation. You can receive that invitation. You can say yes to that invitation, or you can reject it, a decision you must make and give an account for. Even if you don't think he's there, he will be, and you will have to answer. Bottom line is you can reach out and talk to us about anything you want. If you have a thought, a question, we don't want you to let it die of loneliness. An opinion, a comment, maybe a prayer request or a praise report. We will be sharing a uh, a prayer request that's come to us prior to the show with everybody, asking everybody to take care of that and make a commitment to it. But in the meantime, you can reach out to us and call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, it will be Captain Chris who will answer the phone, and you'll be sailing in the right direction. Sailing, take me away. Okay. Also, you can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. I have no idea if your standard rates apply because I'm not in that industry. Also, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at 
Org. This leads us to our website. A couple things to tell you before I send you in that direction. We are creating a new website. I did some uh, little touches yesterday. It is looking good. <laughs> you know what? I mean, I'll even humble myself. It's looking good. How's that? That's the humble part of it. How's that? Uh, so we got some cool stuff that's taking place. In the meantime, if you go to our current website, there is a place on the website for three major things. One, there's a place to get the apps either from our show directly or for the station, KAAM 770 station. You can get the app from there as well. Number two, you can offer or submit a prayer request. It will be private nobody will know, or you can make it public and everybody can be praying along with you. And number three, we give you opportunities on the website to give. If you're looking to send a check versus some kind of uh, internet process, we do have an address listed under the Contact Dave page. And so we will now send you the address to the website, hemustincrease.org. Website, he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email David at he must increase.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. Noki dokey artichokey, still a theological term that we use on this show on a regular basis. For those who have no idea who I am, I feel sorrier for you than I do for me. Uh, bottom line is, I was born and raised Jewish, became a Christian. I have a Baptist, a Pentecostal, and a Charismatic ordination. I have a BA degree, which I uh, graduated summa cum laude. I have a master's degree, which I graduated summa cum laude. And I am finalizing my PhD, which I will graduate just as soon as they get sick of me and kick me out. Uh, all of that to say, I am exactly like you. I'm not your pastor. I'm your brother in the Lord, if you are a Christian, or future brother, if you are yet to be a Christian, or still your brother, if you left the Lord and you're trying to figure out how do you get back to the Lord. Either way, all those directions. Uh, the element here in this show is it's a fellowship, and what we're seeking to do is to encourage one another to draw closer to the Lord as we see the day approaching. We also encourage you to participate in your local church, and there's a lot of opportunities to find churches through our station, and there's a lot of preachers and teachers that are on our station that you can get information from, and we encourage you to do so. We feel that that's the better part of wisdom. I will offer up one thing real briefly, and that is our very, very good friend, Eric. His mother-in-law, Sue, fell this morning and hit her head and hit her shoulder and her hip. And this is Lisa's mom, so it's Eric's wife's uh, uh, mom. It's the mom-in-law. And so we're just going to pray real quickly for her and for Lisa and for Eric and just make sure everybody is well. Father, we lift up before you uh, Sue as she has fallen today, and we know she went by ambulance. And we are praying that you will just bring a sense of peace and a sense of safety. Uh, comfort Lisa's heart. Comfort Eric's heart. Give them wisdom to know how to engage. That Sue know that your angels are there helping, guiding. You know, you're protecting her, Lord. It's your stuff. You're the king. You're the one that rules the universe. Just bring that sense of comfort into the room, that peace that passes all understanding. We ask that for her in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, so you guys be praying for that. That's an important part. In the meantime, it is Thursday, and I think Thursdays are the ramble day, so let's do a little of our ramble. Well, I'm ramblin', 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 ramblin'. That's right. You just want to finish it, don't you? Blim.
Amen. All right, here we go. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1. We talked last week how it's important to understand that these words in Thessalonians were what? Words of encouragement. Therefore, encourage one another with these words is what 1 Thessalonians 4.18 says. Chapter 5, verse 1. About the times and the seasons, brothers and sisters, you do not need anything to be written to you. Let's just stop right there because everybody likes to blow past that and start telling everybody what the times and the seasons are. And I don't actually have a problem with that. We're going to talk about that in a second. Here's what I, I really think is important. The phrases times and seasons. Everybody tries to split this up and says a times is this and a seasons is this. I don't know. Could be. I think that that's a valid uh, a valid approach to it, and I have no problem with it. The only thing that drives me uh, uh, bananas, <laughs> if I'm going to say uh, a fruit, is it's times, which is plural, and seasons, which is plural. I might not know what it all entails, but I know something. There's an S on the end of both of those words, and that means there's more than one. <laughs> That's what it means. Usually when there's more than one, there's the S's, like for adding it on. Like, uh, so there's the times and the seasons. So keep that in mind when everybody's bringing a brilliant theologian. I just feel that's a helpful thing to know. Additionally, I would say this. It is very important to understand eschatology. Without eschatology, there would be no motivation for the mission to introduce people to Jesus Christ. Okay? So don't get the wrong idea when we talk about eschatology on this show. We just do it from a inclusive or a manifold millennialist point of view, which means that we don't exclude because you're premillennial, all-millennial, post-millennial, or, or what your conclusions are. That's not a reason for exclusion or a reason to separate in fellowship. We think it's a fantastic. In fact, I happen to be a personal big, big-time fan of eschatology. It's just one of the things that I like. My teaching is much broader than most people's. And it, it gets a little more complex when you do that. I understand that. That's why I don't teach it a ton. Uh, bottom line, though, is eschatology is fun. But it's important, and I don't want you to miss that. But I want you to re read with me what it says. About the times and the season, brothers and sisters, you do not need anything to be written to you. <laughs> you want to have a good time trying to figure out how it's all going to pan out? Go for it. I can even probably send you to websites that you would be amazing. In fact, Pastor Ray is one of the best eschatology uh, teachers there is in regards to premillennialism that I have found. I just think he really approaches it well. Him and I, and he knows I share, I share. I think what he teaches is brilliant. And I also think of what some other people teach, uh, like Hokema and like some of the other professors like George Lett. I think they're brilliant too. I think all those people are brilliant. And I love it and I have fun with it. But I don't need it to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I like it. See that difference? I enjoy it. It's better than talking about who's mad at who at what political meeting. It's more fun to go, does he come here? Does he come here? Does this happen? Does this happen? Do we do this? Does this happen? Is it a trumpet? Is it loud? Is it not loud? Uh, is it going to be a shout from Jesus, a shout from the archangel? I can't wait to see what this is. That's fun. All the other stuff in the world, boo. The stuff with God, yay. 
Okay, it's just that simple. That's when eschatology is at its best, when it gives you a hope and something to drive for and seek for. Just recognize whatever it is, it revolves around the return of Jesus Christ because he is coming back soon. Going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Destroying everyone. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. Okay, let's do a little bit of history, and then we've got our last teaching. Let's uh, set up history. Let's go, let's go. All right, unlike most of the times, I'm going to do an honorable mention because there are a couple of days that are worthy of honorable mention. First and foremost, it is Trivia Day. I mean, come on, Trivia Day. That's what we do. It is also National Spaghetti Day. So I don't know how I feel about it. Yummy. You like spaghetti big time? Huge? Were you about to say you don't know how you feel about spaghetti? Well, I don't know if it it, it has its own day, but let me ask you. Do you like spaghetti like with stuff in it or just spaghetti by itself? Anything. Like it can have stuff in it, stuff out. Wow. I I will eat spaghetti with the sauce as long as there's sauce and no just So you're a big spaghetti fan like I'm a pizza fan. Yes. Love carbs. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to go out one day and just do pizza and spaghetti. We got to go to an all-you-can-eat pizza and spaghetti thing. Can it be a National Carbs Day? Yes. Yes. We have to find one of those. A woman. All right. Here is a woman. You're here when I need you the most. When I need you the most. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where this is not just KAAM, it's KAAM, which means true truth. <laughs> I just love it if you think about how simple this is. K double A M. Right? K double A men. I mean, look at the close. It's unbelievable. 
the truth. Let it be so as it has been spoken. Ooh, you got to like it. It's just awesome. All right, anyway, and we hope you enjoy all the different programs that are on the show. You should. There's a lot of great teachers on this station, just a tremendous amount. All right, here, we're going to do our trivia because I'm having fun. Am I supposed to have fun already? Oh, I know why I'm having fun. I did my physical therapy today, and he didn't say, we're going to saw it off. See, for me, that's a win. I don't know what you guys are thinking. When I go into physical therapy, it's got nothing to do with what he puts me through and the pain. It's me going in and him going, yeah, you don't, don't need another surgery. <laughs> that's all I, I want to hear. I don't want to hear anything else. Uh, here's your first trivia question. Who was the first Christian to preach in Samaria? Now, before you answer that, you may want to float the sound on this just a little. Let's float the sound on this, that, that horn that we have. Let's play that just a little, and there's a reason why, okay? My reason for saying that to you is be careful because it's not as, it's not the big, big experience you may think initially, okay? Who was the first Christian to preach in Samaria? So I'm giving you the challenge. I, I, I want you to figure it out, but I want you to know it. If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You know, Al is just too. <laughs> you know what he just wrote? Billy Graham. <laughs> All right, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, David, at he must increase. Dot org. We should do our DNA. Very, very uh, important for you guys to know what you are built of. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily, which means every day. Well, how often, Dave? Every day. But how? Every day. Okay. What? Every day. Okay. Got it. Uh, N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never. And just remember what Jesus said. If you are ashamed of me and my words, I will be ashamed of you. When you're standing by the Father, it's like, nope, nope, don't want that. Oh, no, I'm ashamed of him. (laughs) That is not something I want to hear. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means you are sensitive to what the Lord wants to do in your life that day. You are also sensitive to other people and... You're not so focused just on yourself. It enables you to love your neighbor as you love yourself because you're considering how they're doing what they need and you want to be a blessing to them. Okay? All right. There you go. Again, the trivia question for those who are trying to figure it out. It is a tougher one. Who was the first Christian to preach in Samaria? The reason that it's a tougher one is because I'm telling you it's challenging. That's a nice one. Some people... I remember this being at a Bible study and this coming up, and it's like, yeah, you gotta, you know, follow the scripture. Okay, gotta, gotta do, gotta do what the scripture says. All right, we did that, we did that, we covered that. That's everything. Good. This is another flyby show. I can already feel it happening. Uh, let's go back to the text. Here we are uh, in uh, at, in First Thessalonians chapter five, verse one, about the times, plural. And the seasons, plural, brothers and sisters, you do not need to be anything to be written to you. For you yourselves know very well. Okay, now this is the part you're supposed to know very well. You might not understand the schematics and the breakdown specifically yet, 
But this part, this right here, what we're going to talk about with this next statement, this is what you have to know well. The other stuff, enjoy it, have a great time. This better be at the forefront of your thoughts. Ready? For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. Now, just stop and absorb or consider the different elements that are being taught to us here. We are told that we don't need to know anything. He doesn't need to write anything. The big key about the second coming of Jesus Christ is that this, and this is the part we're supposed to know well, it's going to happen like a thief in the night. Now, what do you think Paul is trying to communicate when he writes like a thief in the night? Does it mean that Jesus is coming like a like uh, he's going to have a mask on and he's going to wear like a um what are those winter hats on his head and have dark gloves on and and make sure his shoes don't squeak so he doesn't make any noise? Okay, that that would that would be when literalism loses its mind. Okay? That's the spot right there. The day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. You're not expecting it. There's nothing going on. Bam! Right? I don't want to say this rudely, and I want you to be very careful. But for for those of you who are out there and are driving, or who have ever driven in your life, or ever been in a car in your life, if you have ever been in an accident, typically an accident, uh, uh, typically. Now, some people are able to, to, to Photoshop it in their brain, but typically it's just like, bam! Like, what happened? <laughs> it's like, what just happened? And it's fast in the sense that it just happens. When the Lord comes, it's not going to be... Uh, he's given plenty of indication he's coming back at any time. Uh, people that say, this must happen, this must happen, this must happen, they can say it. They just need to do it with a spirit of humility. There's nothing wrong with that as long as they go, I'm pretty sure that's right. Pretty sure that's right. But when the Lord comes back and the sky is cracked open and you hear the trumpet of God and the archangel cries out and Jesus returns, it's going to happen, bam, like that. And this, just the other day we talked about this. So the difference between... A blink of an eye and the twinkling of an eye is you blink and it actually there's an actual time frame that they can tell you that you blink. So when I blink, I blink a lot because my eyes are you know, I had surgery and it was all messed up. So they go ding 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 ding, ding like all the time, right? So mine blink really fast on a regular basis. But remember, the Lord, when he returns, it's like a twinkle, not a blink. And a twinkle is when out of nowhere, out of the blue, nobody knowing. Bam, there's a little light in your eye. Bam, it's gone. They're gone. They're gone. Twinkle. Just out of the nowhere. It's not a blink. It's a hundred. I think we said a hundred hundred thousand times faster than a than a blink. A twinkle just bam, bam. And the main thing about a twinkle, you don't know when it's coming. It's just bam. There, there, oh. And the reason that the scripture says this is one reason and one reason alone. So that you and I will be ready. Which means. Even though churches do it often, the old joke, remember it's a joke, Every Jesus is coming, everybody look busy. Okay, that's an old joke, right? It's not, nobody's trying to be serious there, relax. But the idea behind it is that Jesus is coming, and when he comes, you better not be sleeping. You better not be ignoring the kingdom. You better not be somebody who's just functioning around, trying to get the, as much as you can out of life, and then think at the last minute you're going to 
ditch it all and say, I'm sorry, I was wrong, please forgive me, and then get in uh, at that repentance. Because Hebrews chapter 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7 teach that you will not be able to summon repentance at, at whenever you want at that point, just like Esau could not summon repentance. And it's like, you better not do that. You're not going to do the escape clause. It ain't going to work. And the truth of the matter is you have to be ready for when the Lord comes back. And he's not going to put up with the excuses, and you can't sit there and go, well, I'm just going to you know, ignore all this stuff. Keep in mind that Jesus is going to come back collectively, but you certainly don't know when he's coming for you individually. And that's a whole other market, isn't it? You see, every day Jesus comes to people individually. And said, your time's up. That's why the wisdom of the Old and New Testament teach us to number our days. And when the Lord can return corporately or personally, I would think we ought a little bit, at least some to some degree, I'm serious, be about some of his business, doing some of those things, and the more so, the better. So when the Lord comes, I'm sure I... Me, I'll probably be falling in a bathroom somewhere or going ouch or something. But the idea behind this is to understand that he's going to come, and he's going to come quickly, and he can come for us corporately, and be, but before that he can come for you personally, and you've got to be about the Father's business. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all the other things will be added to you. All the other things will be added in. Get to work in the kingdom. And as you give your heart and your, your very being to the Lord to honor him in everything you say and do, he will bless your life with the different things that will actually make you happy as opposed to the things that you think will make you happy. That's a whole other teaching, by the way, that I am going to be doing. I don't know if it's going to be in December, probably in December, where we talk about the Lord giving us the very things that we want from his point of view. <laughs> As opposed to our point of view, because we think, oh, look, it's an atom bomb. I can't wait to play with this like a basketball. Anyway, so that's a very important lesson to understand. I'll read it again, and I want you to think about the text. About the times and the seasons, brothers and sisters, you do not need anything to be written to you. For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. And the premise behind this, without trying to be overly theological, is... Bam! There he is. And it can be corporately and it can be individually. Either of those ways, we most definitely need to be ready. Trivia time. So here we go, setting that up. Who was the first Christian to preach in Samaria? Who was the first Christian to preach in Samaria? The answer is Philip. The evangelist Philip was the first person to preach in Samaria. Isn't that interesting? It's like, wow, who would, that's a great one. All right, folks, we're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. 
He was born and raised Jewish, and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree of theological studies and is involved in a Ph.D. program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. Job, I want to read Job 325. I don't want anybody look at I know that the teachings in the church and being a a, a, a Baptist Somebody who's got a Baptist ordination, a Pentecost ordination, somebody who's, who's, who understands what Calminian means, understands what the manifold millennialist is. I, I get it. I really do. I, I've been around for a little while. I just, when you're hearing scripture, you don't have to put all the scriptures you hear in certain boxes so they fit your uh, motif of a theology. Sometimes you can just look at it and observe it and go right for it and review it. And Job chapter 3, verse 25, one of the things that Job said is, what I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. There's a whole teaching on, that's because your confession wasn't good. I don't think that had anything to do with it. I think God was bragging about Job to Satan. Job didn't know that was going on. That's obvious. But there he is. God's bragging about him. And what Job is like going is like, this is the worst thing that I could think of. And that happens to people. Believers. Good believers. Great believers. Fantastic believers. Lousy believers. Believers. And everybody else. It's something that takes place. Sometimes bad things come about in the process. That doesn't mean that God hates you. That doesn't. First of all, the world has rebelled against God and lies in wickedness. So it's not God's fault that the world said, eh, we'll run this planet without you. We'll let you know. I mean, that's not God's fault. He's not the one that did that. People did that. And so the idea to understand is that sometimes these tough things happen. The great thing to know is that God has not left and went to Pluto while you're going through these things. In this particular case, in Job, it was completely the opposite of what Job thought because God was bragging about him, and Job thought he was in some kind of trouble or some kind of judgment. Hey, guess what? Job was wrong. Something else was going on altogether, which is often the case.